In the Wild West world of podcasting, there is one podcast that is authentic and genuine and continues to stand tall in its originality. Based on a passion for his guests, their work, and his love of podcasting, Derek Thomas and Monday Morning Critic Podcast get amazing, diverse, unique guests found nowhere else. The variety and quality are endless. There is something for everyone. Derek Thomas is the hero you deserve. He's a silent guardian, a watchful protector. Welcome to Monday Morning Critic Podcast. Here is Derek Thomas. Glenn, how are you? Good. How are you, sir? Good. Glenn, so Thanks I have to say, I've, I've been waiting 10 years to just talk to you about something very briefly before we get to this fantastic show. I just want to say you and Please. Frank Dar- you and Frank Darabont um, gave a direction and a foundation to one of the greatest shows of all time. And oh, thank I, you very much. Thank yeah, you. I think you were put in a terrible position. Uh, or not terrible, a tough position. And I just think... People are, I, I just think you both should be giving the proper credit for doing what you did for just that wonderful show. I think it was just phenomenal. Well, that's very kind of you. Thank you. I, I, I enjoyed working on that show. And, you know, I um, signed on to work with Frank. You know, I wrote a script season one and then I became Frank's number two. And uh, I learned a lot from him, and I would not be the the writer or filmmaker I am without Frank Darabont. So I, I appreciate you saying that. So thank yeah. you. He created two of the two movies that changed my life, and I remember being in college, Glenn. I sent him just like a th- like I was like in tears after Shawshank. I saw it opening weekend, and I just said like a thank you letter. Yeah. I said the th- uh, just a thank you letter, Glenn, to his house, just like a thank you, or, or maybe it was Castle Rock. I sent it to, and he sent me back like. You sent me back a script, a VHS tape, like it was like. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, he's like that. He's he's a very generous guy. He's a very very generous guy. Yeah, it, it was Good pretty guy. amazing. Uh, two quick Walking Dead questions, yeah. and I want to get into this wonderful show that I'm, I'm kind of hooked on. Okay. Um, in, in your opinion, was killing Abraham and Glenn a mistake? As a fan, you don't have to like talk about. I know, I know your colleagues are still there, but like in your opinion, yeah. as a fan. Uh, I, I will I will say that I did not once I left the show at the end of season three I did not follow the show so I don't feel okay. qualified in in answering that okay, okay. so so uh, I'm happy to talk about my seasons but I I just didn't watch the show I, I yeah I've done that <laughs> yeah and I I felt I felt like your seasons just gave the show such a such a powerful powerful foundation oh, that's kind uh, okay. and, and speaking of powerful you know Beacon twenty three um great. Yeah, you know, I, I have to say it's one of those shows, even like as early as episode two, you're given this like uh I don't want to say it's a it's a pretty big turn like right away. It's like I wasn't expecting that, you know. Um, but the but the acting, the the, the sci-fi part of it, I mean it, it checks all the boxes of shows that you absolutely like love. Like it's 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 all right there, Glenn. Well, uh, thank you for saying that. You know, I, I feel like I've been trapped on a beacon myself. Like we have been working on the show for so long. And we, you know, so it's exciting to talk to people who have now seen it. Because because I did, just like with Walking Dead, you know, I'm a fan of this type of material. So I know, I believe I know how do people watch this stuff. You know, how do they respond? What do people want? You know, what do they always see? And so there was a real effort, you know, once I joined the show to kind of, you know, write it and make it for fans to, to, you know, what, what is exciting, you know, and I think what fans love is they love real characters, characters that are kind of 
you know, screwed up and, and need each other and kind of stuck together that has this, um, surprise, you know, we, we can all kind of figure out where something's going. I think we kind of keep giving a lot of twists. You've just alluded to that, but also the sense that it's all going to come together, that it's not just making it up as it goes along, that there's a plan. And so you might say, well, this puzzle piece doesn't look like it makes sense, but I'm going to trust you know, the creators that it's going to come together. This show does, trust me, this show does. Because, but also to to surprise the audience, we're trusting the audience. You know, we never explain a lot. We never, you know, have big scenes of exposition. You know what I'm saying? We we really try to trust the audience is going to be able to put the pieces together. And, and I, I'm very proud of it. Yeah, yeah, you should be. Uh, you, you know, it's um, next week. Neil deGrasse Tyson's coming on the show, and he dissects everything sci-fi. So I'd be curious. Uh, okay, to, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Is, is is so we we do have something. We do have something way down the road. I won't say it, but we were. I was on post the other day, and I said, okay, as long as Neil deGrasse Tyson doesn't call us out about this but it's way down the road so don't worry so, yeah. <laughs> so i don't know how he's gonna i don't know how he's gonna go over a lot of this stuff i i i, I uh, uh, yeah okay it's, okay it's, I'm, I, that makes me nervous is 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 sci-fi is that um is that a lot harder to produce right so storytelling is storytelling regardless of what's happening or what environment you're in or whatever um does sci-fi carry with it um, an added, I don't want to say burden, but an added, um, is it more difficult to, to create in the sci-fi universe? It, it can be because, well, one of the things that we were careful of is that, um, we wanted it to be, to feel real. So we wanted our characters, you know, they don't really understand a lot of the tech. Right. Okay. Right. They, they really don't which is how I live my life. I have no idea how this computer works or anything like that, right? So so we have that. So you really do want to... Now, I will say that one of the things that we avoided, okay, is that a lot of sci-fi ends up getting into time jumps, time loops. And then, and then you know, and you just have to go back in time and reverse time or, you know, you split a different reality. You know, we've all seen those kind of stories. Mm. We don't do that. We're really kind of, you know, we're telling a story and we might be going into different types of consciousness or maybe flashbacks or something like that. But we're telling our story as it's playing out and as our characters are experiencing it. So we don't, we don't use a lot of the sci-fi tropes that people use to generate story. You know what I mean? Right. So we're kind of, we have these parameters that we're trying to, and, and now you have this tight spot and it's tough to, to generate story where you have two characters stuck in a, in the same room. That's a real challenge. But when you have great actors like you do, you know, when Lena and Stefan and you could just keep throwing stuff at them and they play it. And then that, you know, generates more story because you're seeing what they're playing right um this was really the most creative experience i've had this was really interesting and really a lot of fun to do and 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 challenging but it was but part of it was knowing the sci-fi tropes and and knowing well that's what everyone else does we can't do that so then when you take you pair that all away what do you have you have your characters and now you have to really push in. And fortunately, you have great actors who can play that stuff. 
You know, that's a great point you bring up. And, and I've talked about this before. You know, I feel like Marvel and other people have kind of cheated with this because if a character dies on screen, he or she dies on screen, right? That's the outcome. But when you go into multiverse or alternate timeline or time travel or universe, I feel like you're cheating a little bit. I mean, and, and, and I love Marvel movies, but I do. I feel like it's a bit of cheating in that way, Glenn, because when you when the impact of death is is one that's powerful and real in the real world. So when you kind of say, okay, well, he's he's dead in this universe, but he's still living in a couple other universes like that. It's confusing one and two. I feel like it, it does sell. It does sell the viewers short a little bit, and I'm and I feel like your show does not do that. I feel like Beacon Twenty Three does not do that. Well, you, you, well, thank you for saying that. I I think we were very careful not to use some of those sci-fi tropes to diffuse the stakes. Mm. You know, we want death to play as death. You are right. You know that 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 um, you know, yeah, I I, I get you. I, I I don't know if I would say it's cheating because it's that's the story they're telling. Right. I mean, that that's the story. So that rule works there. Yeah. For us, it didn't work. And we had to kind of create something different. So we were able to kind of, you know, change things up by by I think really pushing the boundaries in a storytelling fashion about how we're laying out the narrative by giving surprising pieces of the puzzle along the way. Yes. So you don't know you need that puzzle piece but suddenly you get it and you're like what the hell am i supposed to do with this <laughs> and then and then you watch the next episode and go oh i get where they're going yeah. and then there's a twist or something like that yeah but, I'll end, so it, it was fun i'll end with this so uh daniel percival did four episodes of daryl dixon he does the first three here is that a coincidence did you know him from the walking dead days is that have your paths crossed before this project uh, actually actually um um dan um shot his episodes before I joined the show. Oh, okay. So I've never we've we've never met. We've small never world. Met. Small world. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's just a coincidence. And I know he and I haven't watched uh um uh Norman's new show. I hear it's very good. So yeah, it's I excellent. I want to check that out. But but yeah, so I hear it's good. Speaking you know, of excellent and I loved working with Norman. Speaking yeah. of excellent, Beacon 23 premieres on 11-12 on MGM Plus, and boy, is MGM MGM Plus on a on a roll with these great shows one after another. It is unbelievable to watch, and I think people are going to like the show a lot, Glenn, and, and thank you for this time. I really appreciate it. I hope it. so. Take well, care. Thank you. Great thank you very you. much. Thank yep. you. Bye-bye. Thanks for being a fan. Thank you for listening to Derek Thomas and Monday Morning Critic Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, you can also connect with Monday Morning Critic on Instagram and Facebook, MDM Critic on Twitter, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are found. All episodes available, www.mmcpodcast.com.